Hi there, and welcome to the Online Property Meet podcast. The podcast is about helping the Online Property Meet members to improve their health, wealth, and well-being in the general property arena. Our podcast guests will be experienced, qualified people looking to help both listeners and others move forward in their lives. We're looking for a 30-minute show for an easy, enjoyable and educational experience. And with that in mind, let's go. Rob Norton here on yet another podcast. And today, as usual, we have another top speaker for you. We have Richie Clapson from Property CEO. So without further ado, hello, Richie. How are you? Hello, Rob. Yeah, I'm very good. And uh, yeah, great pleasure to be here. Uh, obviously, I've presented at the online property meet in the past, so it's a real pleasure to actually be here uh, having a chat with you on this podcast. So no, yeah, really good today. Thank you. Excellent. Well, I'll get straight on into it then, Richie, if that's all right. No problem at all. Yeah, go for it. Please tell me about your early days, your background and how you got into the position you're in now. Wow. Early days. Well, it depends how far you want to go back, but um, let me take you right back to the beginning. I don't suppose we've got that long because I'm too old. But um, yeah, I mean, I left school at 16 and I've been I've been in the industry uh, pretty much ever since in the construction property industry. So uh, I went straight in and I actually started on a drawing board, funny enough, back in those days as a, as a junior. But uh, spent my time, I worked my way up and got professionally qualified. So my background is I'm a chartered structural engineer, professionally qualified, and I got qualified in my uh, in my mid uh, mid mid twenties, mid seventies, mid twenties. I got qualified, <laughs> and um, I worked for a number of large corporates. Rob, um, you know, did the normal sort of thing, but I broke out in the in the nineties to to start my own business. I did a crazy thing in the nineties. Uh, I had uh, I think I just got at that time seemed a big mortgage a four-year-old son, and decided to leave the very secure corporate role and um, start my own business. Well, in fact, I went out and bought a business with absolutely no money at all. So I had to strike a deal and get a business going. So yeah, I got into that and I had a plan and I had to build that business and sell it in 10 years. And I did that. And I uh, I sold out in 2008, uh, just before the crash, uh, sold out for a fairly healthy seven-figure sum that enabled me to retire in 2010. So that's what I did. And in that journey, I've always been involved, uh, not just in engineering, but in developments and working with developers, working on the development side more than the engineering. My engineering company pretty much run itself. And I'd work with developers sweating the asset, trying to work out what to do to maximize buildings, bring teams together and deliver. So, yeah, that's that's what I did. And then um, I was lucky enough to to sell out, as I say, and retire. I got bored, I have to say, uh, you know, in, in the sort of 2011, 12, made some uh, good investments, made some bad ones along the way. Uh, unfortunately, had a business partner, did a runner on me, cost me a pretty significant sum and eventually ended up in uh, in the position where I am now and the really lucky position, Rob, to be able to do exactly what I want and find out really for me, what was my purpose in life, what I really wanted to do. And, and, and what I thoroughly enjoy doing, and I don't have to get up and do this, but this gets me up in the morning, is is working with people, training people to be developers. And I like to say, it sounds a bit crass, but I like to change people's lives. And that's what we do. So I, I just enjoy what I'm doing. And I feel really privileged and lucky to be able to do that. So, yeah, that's where I am now. Do You need to find out why you want to do it. You know, apart from earning a living, yes. there's got to be a reason why. Yeah, I 
I think there is. I mean, I think um, I, I do. I do a bit of motivational talking because I love it and uh, uh, events. And I, I lost uh, in two thousand and ten when I completely walked away. I had nothing to do. Uh, I was in my uh, mid forties, and I lost my way. I lost focus. I had no purpose. I had no vision. And eventually it cost me half a million quid. Someone, you know, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have gone into business with someone. And it took me then a few years. And I have to say, Rob, it was fairly recently. Um, and I'm talking about three or four years ago. I actually discovered my purpose in life. And I always thought that was an odd thing to do. But at my, my age, I eventually discovered and I ended up writing my purpose. I really understood it. And I'll read that to you if you're interested, and maybe people listening to this might be interested because I think it's fundamental to find that purpose. And it, it, it is inspirational, thought-provoking leader with the drive and energy to enthuse others, and that's what I that's what I discovered as my purpose, and it fits perfectly with what I do. Fantastic! I did a 32-year career in the fire service, and far too long, far too long as an employed person. I've never, since the day I left school, I've never known what I wanted to do until I got involved in property. And then I love it. As I say, I've retired and, uh, well, I haven't retired. I'm just carrying on. Doesn't seem like a job, does it? No, it doesn't. Enjoy it. I love it. That's why I'm doing this. So anyway, enough of me. We're talking about you. (laughs) So what is your goal in life these days? My goal, um, I think, really is is to continue doing what I'm doing. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I enjoy exactly this. As I said, my purpose in life is to be that leader, that person that can infuse others. Um, you know, it's giving back. Uh, yes, you know, it's commercial. I run a commercial business around this, but we have very strong values. But it is about giving back. And so for me, that's my goal. If I can uh, make a business uh, out of working and engaging and infusing, as I said earlier, others to go and do the thing that they want to do if this is their true purpose and fundamentally change their life because property development can do that for you. It is relatively big numbers. Um, that's great. And, and I had a, a chat literally just this week, Rob, myself and my business partner, Ian, Ian Child, and we just both said, what a fantastic business this is. We just love it. It's not a job. We get up. We love doing what we do. We're probably working to some extent harder than what we have done for a few years. But we don't foresee retiring. I've retired once. We comfortably see us doing this, provided we've got our marbles, uh, you know, well into our 70s. So um, my goal in life, keep doing what I'm doing and enjoy every single day. That's right. As long as you've got your marbles, because one day you may not have, and that would be a problem. Yes. Do you keep fit or train in any way, Richie? Not as much as I should. Um, Having said that, literally yesterday, myself and Ian, we forced each other to go for a run. Uh, we do a we do a live webinar. Just before we went on the live webinar, we went we went for a, a five mile run, and you know you feel so much better. Um, so I try and run twice a week, at least twice a week. Do I achieve it every week? No, I don't. I often end up on calls with students, often in the evening, and and I do a number of webinars and presentations. So it sort of takes over, and by the time you get in, it, it sort of time runs away. But I, I think it's massively important. I feel so much better when I've done it. So really, yeah, if I can, I go for a run twice a week. That's great. Good. Bit of a hearts and mind question, really. Okay. Would you have a short story of how you've helped someone in, in their journey on property? Yeah, interesting. I mean, it's in the business we're in, we quite often get 
people coming to us that we end up having to help, you know, even before maybe we formally engaged with them in 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 working with them. Uh, there is a couple that come to mind. I will not mention their names, but if they're listening to this, they probably know who they are. And I was introduced to them, Rob, earlier this year, um, uh, an older couple, and it was, you know, it was their last chance to do something. But they were, they they were probably what I'd call course junkies, if you you know people were familiar with that term, and they'd done a whole stack of courses in property, but not really seemed to be that successful. There always seemed to be something missing. Uh, which is unfortunate, and it's a story we hear quite a bit that there often appears to be something missing in uh, quite fundamental in training. They would have, um, I think, you know, almost uh, a drop of a hat actually signed up with us and, and we could have taken some money off them and off they go again. That would have been too easy, and, and really we didn't want to do that. They were in a position where they had a pot of money where they could, if they if they were serious and sensible, they could make something of what they wanted to do. They could achieve their goals. And they had this need, they had this purpose, this desire, they had to do it because they had a, a member of their family which was dependent on them and would be requiring financial support way beyond this couple had, had gone, you know, left this world. And they had to do something about it. And they weren't in, they weren't, they didn't have that. So, so they really had to do something. They were massively frustrated, very capable. Um, but, you know, in a tricky situation, and we did not want to be just another company that just took money off them and put them in a process. And we don't put people in a process. We, we try and really make sure people uh, are able to achieve something. I've got to be careful we, how I say this because I don't want people ringing me up every five minutes and say, well, hang on a minute. You did that for them. Can you do it for us? We did a one off and um, we actually said, look, I'll tell you what, I rang them up and I said, we'll, we'll train you. Okay but you're not going to pay for the course until you're successful. But you will pay for the course. We're not going to do it for free. Um, but when you're successful, you can pay us. Okay. But we are going out on a limb. So do not waste our time. So if you're going to do this, okay, you, you, we are going to put our time in for nothing. Uh, if you don't achieve anything, our time is completely wasted. So don't waste our time and don't waste yours. And we felt that, Rob, we felt that was going to be enough of a driver to get them down the road. Now, they're on their journey at the moment. They're, they're with us. They're on our program. Uh, we're teaching them exactly the same way as we teach everyone. We are confident that they have the ability, and we actually, and people may not know this out there, we actually interview everyone before we train them, so everyone has to have an interview with us. So we're confident they can do it. We're confident of the way we train, and we think they will do it. But I think this approach that we've taken, and it's, it's a bit radical, it's a bit different, it's a complete one-off. Uh, commercially, we, we wouldn't survive if we did this, so please don't keep ringing me and saying, yes, guys, oh, can I have one of those special deals? No, these people needed help. I felt for them, I felt for what their family situation was. I, I could get their story, and we wanted to help. So we, we were in a position we could help. So we've reached out, we've helped them. Uh, the... The, the feedback we get off from Rob is immense. You know, they are loving the journey. They are probably putting more effort into this journey than they've ever done it with any other training because they don't want to let us down as much as themselves. And I think that's really powerful. And, you know, for us, it's a great thing. We're, we're lucky to be in a position to do that. I talked about how lucky we're in a position to, to have retired and do what we want. Uh, we're able to do this. We, we don't need every single penny. There's a couple there that need help. And someone in this industry needed to help them. We can, so we have. So yeah, that's a, that's a, 
as you said, it's a bit of a hearts and mind question. There, there you go. There's, a, there's, there's something we've done. Fantastic answer. Have you got any tips or techniques that you could pass on to our listeners who might be starting off in property? Yeah, I think it's focus. Okay, so going back to the story I just talked about with with that couple, people don't start with with purpose or focus or vision. They, they, they don't. They just get into something. Uh, people tend to think it's it's going to be the answer to all of their problems. People jump out of a job and they end up with another job. The amount of people that I hear of that want to get out of a job and end up with HMOs, you know, the houses of multiple occupation or, or SA service departments, and they end up with another job, a worse job than they had before. And, and they sort of say, oh, I, I didn't really want to do this. So why are you doing it? You know, where was your plan? I think the problem, and I think this this training industry is a problem. We have a problem in this industry that people, uh, too many companies out there, too many people sell dreams to people and people get sucked in. And they get sucked in without knowing really whether it's really what they want to do. They don't have a plan. So my tip, if you like, a top tip, is actually have a plan before you start. Have a plan. What is your purpose? Why are you doing this? Where do you want to get to? Because if what an HMO does, and you can understand that there's enough information out there, enough people to talk to to understand what is involved in running an HMO or running a service department business or buy to lets, if they don't give you the financial reward that you need to get within a certain time scale, or if they don't give you the type of activity that you want, the job role that you want, well, don't do them. But decide that to start with. Write a plan out. You know, we teach development. Development is definitely not for everyone. Development is very, very hard work. It's risky. You can make a lot of money, but you can lose everything. So if you're prepared to put hard work in, you're prepared to take risks, that could be for you. But you need to go into it knowing that it is definitely for you. Going back, that's one of the reasons that we always interview people. But map out your purpose and a plan of what it is you're trying to do. That is the number one tip. And just as a thought process to really hammer that home, you know, none of us go on holiday, or very few of us, I'm sure someone will go, I do, but most of us do not go on holiday without a plan. You know, we book everything, the, the, the transfer to the airport in the UK. We book the flight. We know where the transfer to the other end. We normally know what we're going to do on our first night. We book all our excursions and the trip back. Yet why would we start a completely new business venture not knowing what we're going to do? So don't get sucked in by sales techniques, people selling you the dream. Talk to people doing what it is you're thinking of doing and work out whether that's what you want to do and write down your plan. That sounds like a very good tip, Richie. That sounds brilliant. Good. Fantastic. If you were starting out again, what would you do knowing what you know now? Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, I don't think I'd change anything from the early years, okay? I, thor I thoroughly enjoyed the years until I sold out my business. You know, I learned, I, I learned a profession. I enjoyed that profession. I enjoyed the construction industry, the property industry, and I had some fun. I worked my way up in corporate uh, world. Uh, I was very successful in corporate world. I was involved in major acquisitions in the corporate world. So more than just engineering, I've always been a businessman more than a property person, I guess. 
and that's I think it's fundamental. Anything you do out there is is property is property related is a is a business. So I wouldn't have changed that. I was lucky enough to go and grow my own business. Uh, hard work, took some risks, had the reward. You know, a very comfortable seven figure retirement uh, was very good. So I wouldn't change any of that. I can't think of anything else I'd do better. I tell you what, I would change though, Rob. I would change the period that I retired before I made the decision to do what I'm doing now. Goes back to that earlier tip. I drifted. Okay, I'm a bit embarrassed to say it, but I but I did. You know, for someone that was focused for a, a ten year period to build a business and sell it in ten years, I missed it by four days. But other than that, I built a business and sold it in ten years. I had an absolute detailed plan. I followed it. You know, I pivoted. I changed, and I delivered on it. And then I sold out. And I remember. I remember. I sold out. My office was in central London. I sold out. I did a two-year run out. In 2010, I retired. And I remember walking back to Waterloo Station in London with my briefcase. I'd shipped all my stuff out of the office because I was back into a corporate company that bought me. And I walked back over the bridge and I had absolutely nothing to do in my life. I had a, a very healthy bank account and I had nothing to do. And I just walked home. I stopped. I looked around. I thought, you know, I never have to come back to London again if I don't want. And I went home and I had nothing to do. And um, I bought a house, I bought a lot of cars, I bought a boat, all the things I thought I wanted. And I did, I did want some of them, but not all of them. Um, and we, we since got rid of most of the cars, got rid of the boat, downsized from the big house. and got back to more what we wanted in life. But I did drift. And that's where I had that problem, where I, I entered into a business, which I shouldn't have done, with someone that had values that didn't agree with me. And that, I, I really, in hindsight, I could have seen that. Um, and so I wish that actually 2017 was when I found my purpose. That statement I read to you, inspirational, thought-provoking leader with the drive and energy to enthuse others. I wish I'd discovered that, Rob, in 2010, because I think then I wouldn't have drifted. It's not, I lost a lot of money, I lost half a million quid um, that someone ripped me off for. It's not that. It's actually the time. And, we, and they don't make any more time. You know, you can't get time back. Once it's gone, it's gone. I don't remake it. And I think there was definitely a period between 2010 and 2017 when I did the wrong things. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I drifted. I didn't have any focus. So what would I change? If I could, if I could turn the clock back, I'd go back and I'd start the journey and do what I do now, but I'd have done it a few years earlier. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you uh, diarise your journey, your property journey, in any way? I, I guess in terms of uh, my life uh, is largely recorded out there, particularly in growing your own business. You know, your whole business journey, uh, we, we grew the business organically and through acquisition. That's all diarised. It's out there. We sold the business out, the whole sale document's out there. I think in terms of where we are now, the business I'm in now um, is is heavily diarized in terms of, you know, we do two weekly shows, live shows, which get recorded and put up. We've got four series of podcasts that, that, that we put out there, clearly not as good as, as yours, Rob. No way. But, um, <laughs> you know, we put, yeah, we, put not. <laughs> we, we put four series of podcasts out there. That's diarized part of our life in, in that respect. So we're out there in the public domain heavily. We have a YouTube channel. We have stuff going on it. So it's continuously being populated. Personally, 
Uh, I use a, a thing called the Inspire Journal. Excellent document. Highly recommend it. Inspire Journal. And, and I run my life on that. That I set my task for the next day. I set my priority task. I write my gratitude. I write my rewards. I write my morning routines, my evening routines. And I can tell you, Rob, the days I don't do that and every few months I drift off of it and I don't do it. And then, then I, f- I feel a little bit at sea. So, yeah, my life is diarized. I can go back and I can look at all my Inspired Journals and I can pretty much remember then what was going on in that week if I look back a year or two years ago. So, yeah, Inspired Journal, highly recommend it. They run for about six months. Terrific document to control your life and keep you focused. Mm, sounds well worth a look. Some people don't have this, but would you have any offers for our online property meet podcast listeners? In, in terms of what we do, we are probably very different to what we hear and understand that other training organizations offer. And that's not to say what they do is wrong. We just do what we do. We believe it to be the better way. We only have one program. We only have one course. We don't have what one would perhaps perceive to be a traditional sales funnel where we get you in on a one day and a two day and a three day and we keep upselling you. We have one course. We have one program. It's at a price. That's the price. Okay. For us, it's more about getting the right people. We interview everyone, as we said, to make sure it's the right person for the, the, the program. I think the best way if people are thinking about getting into development, and it can be very lucrative, albeit hard work, then I'd say there's a few good things out there. Absorb yourself. If you want to absorb yourself in what we do, we have a twice weekly webinar. It's completely free. We don't try and sell you anything on that, which is called Open Door. Look it up on our website, propertyceo.co.uk. Come on to that. Absorb yourself in that because you'll get to meet like-minded people. There's our students on there. It's a Q&A. We have guests. That will get you immersed within the business. We have some books out there. We have um, a book called Industrial Conversions. It's more about development. That is still currently on Amazon at cost. As we record this podcast, that will go up at some point. Uh, I think it's about six or seven pound. Amazon charges a reasonable amount. We don't make any money out of that. So there's an opportunity there to grab that book. The only thing I'd say, uh, Rob, is that if people are interested in development, there is a webinar, which is currently on our website, uh, which is called Why Now? And as we're recording this, this exists up there. And it's why now is a good time to get into property development. And it talks about how you can do it, how you can get into property development. And there is an opportunity at the end of that webinar to book a call, uh, primarily with me. It's not always with me because my, my time is, is quite busy, uh, often working with students. But what I would say, Rob, if people uh, want to listen to that webinar, but then through our website, uh, there's a contact form on the website. Just go on there. If you want to personally have a chat with me, what I could do, Rob, for your listeners, anyone that wants to think about getting into development, just message the team and just say, Richie promised us. I won't have to, I'll have to go and tell them this, so I'll let the team know. But Richie <laughs> promised us uh, that, you know, we were on that. We listened to, to Rob Norton's, uh, you know, Online Property Meet podcast. He said on there that we, he makes sure he personally spoke to us on the call. So if you, if any of your listeners want to do that, I'll let my team know. Uh, I don't know when you're going to air this podcast, but when this is aired, they'll just have a note and they'll then be aware that they can then connect you up. And they'll, anyone who's listening to this, they'll find a call slot for you with me 
and I can talk to you about how you could potentially start your property journey. Would that be helpful for your for your listeners, Rob? I think that would be extremely helpful for somebody who's uh, who wants to start. Yes, definitely. Yes, thanks for that. Pleasure. My last question was going to be how can people best contact you, but um, you've told us. You've told yeah. us. Website's the best because um, you know I'm I'm you know, most of my time is dedicated to to the students. I do a lot of webinars and recording and, and, and giving content out. But the best thing is go through to the team that they can uh, they can pick up your inquiry. And as I say, if, if it's a chat with me, they'll contact me straight away and, and get that organised. So that's the best way to get hold of us. Right. Great. Well, that's about it, Richie, I think. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to the podcast. And we'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. As usual, the guests are fantastic speakers. I hope we've learned something from all that. And we look forward to next time we see you. Cheers for now. Bye-bye.